Genentag Buongiorno Buona giornata Hey, Sawadi Diabom Buen dia everyone I'm your host Salome Jacobs and I'm delighted to introduce you to my Into the Garden podcast that ethereal presence to feel ignited, relaxed rejuvenated, moved and inspired. Tune in for a reflection on deep, insightful, delightful, inspired soul poetry. Connect with soul sisters popping in for soul poetry, couch talk, real life stories, testimonies, motivational inspirations, parables, interviews, up and coming events and much more. So pop on over for time out to relax unwind and connect send a voice message invite a friend or two share and like this podcast on facebook under shasti cecilia instagram into the garden that will inspire you to live your best life and become the best you super sassy vibrant you thank you for sharing tuning in and popping on over for a delightful soul poetry soiree To those of you who don't know me and are new, I'm Salome Jacobs, so nice to meet you. But welcome to what should have been Super Soulful Sunday. It's now my Soulful Monday. Here's hoping you have had a wonderful relaxed weekend as I'm back with another soulful hetic inspirational lineup. Buenas tardes. Once again, a friendly hello and a hearty welcome to you. Anyway, you've got your ticket and I've already booked your seat to what's stopping you of getting yourself that decadent revitalizing cup of tea. To each and every hero or listener out there, feel free to bring along a friend, a neighbour, a work colleague, the more the merrier you say. And thank you once again for inviting me and my sassy souls into your humble abode, you say. So don't go too far. I've got my decadent cup of tea. The lineup is wonderful, as you will see. So I thank you for joining me. Well, today I have an awesome lineup. This whole story is power of words. And I have a beautiful, sassy soul sister, Angela Morris, with her inspirational word. Your gifts and talents are not just for your good. And as well as a informative and enlightened moral story, which can depict you and me as inspirational and motivational. I guess everything all in a nutshell. But that's for you to decide what you can retrieve from out of those moral stories so close and dear to your heart and my heart, you see. 
so what should have been a super soulful Sunday is now my super soulful Monday. A day where the wind is blowing, there's a nip in the air. I'm not sure what the weather is like on your neck of the woods, but wherever you are, near or far, there's a welcome in that ethereal presence. Because on a happy, joyful Monday, it's the best way to start your day with a daily dose of soul poetry, soul stories, inspirational words, you say. And this is the exact platform if you need be for encouragement, fulfillment and seeking God in the heart of his garden with me. Because I stand in awe of what God is simply doing. So join me with my sassy soulful sisters. And I quickly just want to welcome also be you near far. You are all precious to enter the garden family by far. I want to welcome the many frontline workers on duty. We value you. To those patients in hospitals tuning into Into the Garden, we welcome you and your loved ones too. To those in prisons, thank you for joining me. When all you can do is listen to your heart's content. When you have nobody around you, but depend on God and a spoken word uttered unto you. So welcome once again to enter the garden where hearts are mended. When you step in and your burdens become lighter, they simply drift away. Where there is a solution to every problem, to every challenge, to every need, you might be in a season of desperation or drought in a wasteland. But when you step into the garden, your tension, your worries, your cares are released. And there is a word for you in season and me. So welcome to sit at God's feet. Up next is a soul story, Power of Words. And the book of Proverbs has so many insightful words for you and me. So a few of them are taken to be used to show you and me the power of our words and what they can do to you and me. 
Proverbs 16 verse 24 Kind words are like honey, sweet to the soul and healthy for the body. Proverbs 18 verse 4 A person's words can be life-giving water. Words of true wisdom are as refreshing as a bumbling brook. Proverbs 25 verse 18 Telling lies about others is as harmful as hitting them with an axe, wounding them with a sword, or shooting them with a sharp arrow. The power of words. You heard the saying whilst growing up, haven't you? Sticks and stones will break my bones, but names will never hurt me. Truth is, what you spake forth to this day has had a negative impact, a negative delay, a negative deprive over you, come what may. Words hurt, whether young or old, and do more damage if not be told. For I too know and understand what damaged words can do, for I am not only a victim, but a slugger too. For in the heat of that moment, you or I say words out of anger, which cannot be retrieved. But I thank God for the book of Proverbs that teaches you and me the values and importance of how to speak. For the power of words is all you and I need. What you and I say can be good, can be bad, demoralizing, degrading or judgmental to another. For your and my very own words have power to uplift, to encourage, to manipulate or destroy the other. This is that story where one does not think before speaking but accuse before charging. Where are those days you wish you could just dig a hole in the ground and not come out? Where words echo and cut deep till in the ground. My late mom used to say, if they can talk to you about someone, then what are they not saying about you to someone? Anyone. Everyone. You and I have both been there when we gossiped about a friend we didn't like, when you manipulate to get what you want out of life. But that was then and this is now. Oh how you have grown up somehow, like a tortoise whose hiding place is his shell. You and I are protective by what goes on around us, wouldn't you tell? Each word, each discomfort, each insult aimed at you and me goes into our shell, you see. That foul language told in anger, describing you and me from top to bottom with no reproach, just a heart filled with contempt, no waver plus misery. It's that protection that comfort away from backstabbing, snares, ridicule, gripe and just plain stuff. Mind you, God is omnipresent with all this, so watch out. He watches the arrows, hears their plots and schemes, 
It saddens our Father how mankind disposes and despises each other to the brink of breakdown, tearing families apart, slander, dishonesty and disrespect, neglect, you say. Many today still live in glass houses, look through stained glasses and dish out laws and regulations that suit themselves with glee. We do things that hurt others' feelings. Not worried about consequences and ripple effects in the long run, you say, but continue to manipulate, character assassinate and dictate so joyfully. But alas, God sees all and knows all. He is the guardian of the downtrodden, the destitute, the hopeless, the helpless, the lost and the weary. No matter the plots, the schemes, you shall overcome every wicked plan, for the eyes of the Lord is upon you, as upon me, and upon every man. You will not be moved by the terror by night, nor the arrows by day, nor by their selfish deeds and jealous motives they do in the open, oh so gladly, anyway. For the Lord your God watches their every move. Tough it might be, unpleasant for you and me, but in that is your and my victory. For I allow certain things to happen in your life, for you to grow, learn and change your course. Though people intervene my works by not thinking that I made you in my likeness, you see. I had no misery set out for you, but goodness and mercy to follow through. So arise this day with joy in your heart, for I, your God, will fight for you. You will live and not die. You will flow and not stagnate. You will be fruitful and not barren. You will succeed and not fail. You will lack no good thing, for I am working out everything to accomplish what I set forth and into your destiny. Take note and let them do what they think is right in their eyes. But when one finger is pointed at you, four is pointing back to them and in their demise. May they mock, may they scorn. May you sit amongst the scoffers, but not fail forlorn. Put on your full armour. Pray over you, Psalm 91. Walk tall, smile and rest assured that you are my number one. Wake up, get up, dress up, pray up, ask up, look up, discern who is to be trusted among your friends when you share your innermost up. Ignore them to continue with their plotting and scheming up, for I will deliver you out from their snares, so you can indeed say that my God is faithful to the end when you begin to choose according to Proverbs 15 verse 4 that you would rather allow gentle words to be spoken over your life to bring life and health rather a deceitful tongue that crushes your spirit up for words indeed have power over your life up and so it is so shall it be and this was written by under the moonlight chastity when she herself was ridiculed 
character assassinated, victimized. You see, on the 16th of January 2019, yes, not so long ago, but words have power and God can turn it around for your and my good. So I hope that you have enjoyed the power of words that you and I have to be careful what we say, how we say it, to who we say it. For they are wonderful words of life, but they are also cruel words in life that manipulate, can verbally assassinate your character, your being and can manipulate. But God is there to uplift you and to say, well done, good and faithful servant. For you have refused not to say anything, but to turn to me and ask me for the tool to utilize the power of words in you and me.
when you understand who you are, then you understand the power you possess inside. You understand that you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. You understand that you're fearfully and wonderfully made. A lot of kids, you know, we all dealt with low self-esteem. The devil is a liar. You, you are know? preaching. <laughs> That you know, so we have to speak out and show God. And God has just been so good to me. He's yeah. been so good to me. I count it an honor and a privilege to, to, to shout his name from the mountaintop. Your peace that passes all understanding. Comforter is who you are to me. I'd like to just take a brief moment. And just I just wish a few for how close and dear to my heart. Yes, if there's anyone out there near or far celebrating a birthday today, happy birthday to you. And if there's anyone who have celebrated an anniversary today happy anniversary to you but I'd like to celebrate those who celebrated a birthday on the 24th to my moose Russell Jacobs who celebrated a birthday exactly on the 24th I'm indeed grateful I'm indeed privileged I am indeed honoured to be alongside you to stand beside you to be there for you I know that the Lord will bless you that the Lord will keep you that his face will shine upon you and that indeed God is busy with you healing you restoring you to Carlos in China celebrating a birthday also on the 24th Carlos is not only a dear friend but Carlos was my student and to Carlos many happy returns on your birthday may God shower you May God equip you. May God empower you. May God continue to use you and utilize you in the field that you are studying. Because I am indeed proud of you, Carlos. Then there is Pastor Vernon and Sister Penny they celebrated their anniversary on the 25th. Many happy 
returns. May there be many, many more anniversaries for you. Likewise, I would always say wholeheartedly. It's a time where God knits you together, where God keeps you together, where God unites husband and wife together. And may God continue to bless you and use you in your ministry. And to many others out there, perhaps you got a promotion. Congratulations to you. Bought your first car. Yay! How wonderful to you too. And imagine that during lockdown, when you can obtain things that might be impossible but possible. So we thank God for that. But stay tuned and stay connected. And also, to Grace Van Royen, who has passed her exams. Not an easy task for any student, but to all the students who have passed, it's indeed by God's grace that he has uphold you during this time. So continue to thank him and praise him if you can. got your decadent cup of tea or coffee, perhaps a glass of water. I'm back with me. For up next is a sassy, soulful sister, Angela Morris, with an insightful word for you and me, titled today, Your gifts and talents are not just for your good. So stay tuned and stay connected. For there's more in store for you and me. Hi, I'm Angela Morris. And I'm excited to join you this afternoon for Into the Garden. At the beginning of the year, back in January, uh, I was sitting before the Lord in my time of uh, consecration. And I came across this article by Rick Warren that I just dearly loved. And it was called, Your Gifts and Talents Are Not Just for Your Good. And this was very uh, personal to me because of what it spoke about and what the Lord shared with me during my time of consecration. The scripture reference I want to use is 1 Corinthians uh, chapter 1, verses 4 and 7. 
I always thank my God for you and for the gracious gifts he has given you now that you belong to Christ Jesus. Now, you have every spiritual gift you need as you eagerly wait for the return of our Lord Jesus Christ. When God thought you up, when God thought me up, when God thought us up, he created us with a number of different gifts, talents, abilities, and skills. Wouldn't you agree? Of course. Now, there are certain ways that we think and, and, and things that we do that we are just naturally good at. Now, those gifts and abilities are how God shaped you or how God shaped us. But God did not shape you uniquely for your benefit. Did you know that? God did not shape you uniquely for your benefit. Your gifts are not just for your own good. Mm. Your gifts are for the benefit of everybody else, which means that their gifts are for your benefit as well. Now, one of my gifts is teaching. I was a classroom teacher. I am now retired. I was a classroom teacher for 32 years. I've put that gift to work for many, many years now and for the benefit of others. I'm so thankful for the number of children that pass through my doors. I had the opportunity to share not only the goodness of the Lord, but I also had the opportunity to speak into their lives, to pray for them per, per, uh, personally, and to pray for them corporately as a class. So, so very thankful that I got to sow into their lives at such an early age. Um, I did kindergarten, I did first grade, I did fourth grade, I did fifth grade, and then I went from that to working with adults, teachers themselves. But anyway, you may already know what you're really good at. Hmm. Why do you think God made you good at those things? Let's go back. What are some of the things you think you're really good at doing? Think about it. What is something you're really good at doing? Now, why do you think God made you good at doing that or doing those things? He wants you to use those gifts for others. And how should you use those gifts or talents in the, the time left before Jesus comes back, I ask? Well, you should use them to reach others for Jesus. You should use them to be an ambassador of love in this dying world. In fact, if you're not using these unique gifts and talents and abilities and skills that God has given us or the way God intended, then you're really just wasting them. God didn't give you gifts just to use them for yourself. James 4, 17 says it like this. Remember, it is sin to know what you ought to do and then not to do it. If you know what your gifts that you're good at, God didn't just give those gifts to you to just use them for yourself. He didn't. If you know what you're good at, and you know that people in the world probably need your help, what are you going to do about it? Who are you serving? Who are you going to help between now and when the story ends on your life and eternity begins? God has given you, just like the church 
the Apostle Paul wrote to in 1 Corinthians, everything you need to serve well. The scripture reference again is, I always thank my God for you and for the gracious gifts he has given you. Now that you belong to Christ Jesus, now you have every spiritual gift you need as you eagerly wait for the return of our Lord Jesus Christ. I say to you, don't waste your God-given abilities. Use your gifts to serve God by serving others. And this made a, a real impact on my life because during my time of devotion, I asked the Lord, what did he want me to focus on for this year? Uh, what he wanted me to focus on during my time of consecration. And I heard in my spirit, love God, serve God. Love others, serve others. I said, okay, God, I can do that. But as time went on, God made it a bit more personal to me when he says to me, love me, serve me, love my people, serve my people. Hallelujah. It is my heart's desire to be caught doing what the Lord Jesus wants me to do. My life will be worth nothing if I have not finished the assignment assigned to me or the work assigned to me by the Lord Jesus when my time expires here on this earth. Yes, Lord, I say yes to your will. Yes, Lord, I will serve you. Yes, Lord, I will love you. Yes, Lord, I will love your people. And yes, Lord, I will serve your people. So today I say again to you, don't waste your given abilities, your given skills, your given gifts and talents. Don't waste them. Because remember, God doesn't just give to you for you. God gives to us through us. Your gifts are to serve God's people. Use your gift to serve God by serving others. Amen. Be blessed in the name of Jesus. Amen and amen. And today's moral story is my journey to hell and back. And because there is power in words, this is also one of the true stories as told to Ida Mae Campbell. Of a family torn, grieved, And wanting to do the impossible because of that grave. So not only have words have power, but that thought too, that puts that thought into action, you say. And the story is as follows. How could I possibly forgive my son-in-law? How well do you know yourself? I was 40 years old, a mother, grandmother and a good Catholic when I hired two criminals to take care of a problem. 
You may wonder how I could stoop so low. Perhaps we don't really know ourselves until we are confronted with a major crisis. My husband Walter and I were a typical middle-class American couple. But this does not only happen in America, but this happens right here. South Africa, Africa, Asia. Europe, where you and I have dreams of financial security and comfort, and we work hard to make our dreams come true. And as the woman is telling her story over to Ida, she says, "He was on the fringes." We went to Sunday mass and sent our children to parochial schools. Sometimes we had family evening prayers. When we had a special need, we said extra prayers. But after the need was met and forgotten, so was God. It was as if we kept him in a box to bring out whenever occasion was demanded. The nightmare begins. This complacent life came to an abrupt end one warm October afternoon when our eldest daughter disappeared. Her husband Tim insisted that she had run off with another man. That was impossible. Not only was Mary Jo sensible and conscientious, she was devoted to her two-year-old Rachel and would never have abandoned her. In fact, she had just filed for divorce and for custody of her daughter because Tim had become unstable and threatening. Almost immediately, we became convinced that he had murdered Mary Jo. Worried that Tim might kill little Rachel too, we hid her away and played dumb when he came looking for her. Ten days later, he sued us for custody. The court put Rachel in our care with one stipulation. I had to take her to visit Tim twice a week or she would be placed in foster care. I complied, but his insults and hostility made every visit an ordeal. I'm sorry you have to live with these monsters, he'd tell Rachel. One day you'll be with me and you'll be free. I prayed endlessly, begging God to do something to bring Tim to justice. Still, he walked and roamed free with a smugness that said, I committed murder and got away with it, you see. Meanwhile, our family life crumbled. Walter began drinking to dull his pain. Our children were depressed and frightened. They lost interest in school and their grades plummeted. As for me, I became consumed with hatred for the man who had caused our misery. And since it seemed God had abandoned us, I hated him more, you see. Murder in my heart. As hatred ravaged my soul, one goal alone 
energized me. Find Mary Jo's body so that Tim can pay the price and be arrested, you see. Scowled river banks and graveyards, looked into abandoned buildings, probed irrigation ditches and canals with grippling hooks, all to no avail. Finally, while I moaned in despair, someone suggested hiring hitmen to kidnap Tim and torture him until he talked. I recoiled and recoiled and re-rationalized that it was the only way to get to the truth. The two thugs described how they would break every bone in Tim's body and warned me that he might not survive. That's okay, I said. If he doesn't confess, he shouldn't even be allowed to be alive. Providentially, my mother intervened and learned of my plans and insisted I call them off. I did, but only because she was so upset. I feared she might have a heart attack. She kept urging me, have faith in God, have faith in God. If you want us to find Mary Jo, we will. My response was, God, he couldn't care less what happens to us. Nearly two years went by before Tim was arrested. Though he hadn't confessed, there was now enough circumstantial evidence to try him for murder. I shook with anger throughout that trial. I became so upset that I felt physically ill. To hell and back. The night before the jury was to deliver its verdict, I was awakened by a phone call from the police asking May to go to jail. Tim had cut his wrist and tried to hang himself, but he refused to go to the hospital until he had spoken to May. I walked into the holding cell with one thought in mind. Maybe now I will know where Mary Jo is. Tim lay on a concrete slab and one arm covering his eyes. As I sat down next to him, he took his arm from his face and looked at me. He said, if it's any consolation to you, she went quickly. She didn't suffer. Those words hit me like a hail of bullets. The reality of my daughter's death fell upon me full force and I felt as if I were falling into the gasping jaws of hell. In that moment, I knew in the deepest part of my being that only God could save me. I closed my eyes and silently cried out, Help me! God, please help me! Words just can't describe what happened next. When I opened my eyes again, I saw a whole new world. The cell was filled with the presence of God. I knew he was there. And suddenly I knew that he had been with me all along, even when I was ranting and raving against him. God had never left me, not for one moment, not even when I left him. There in that grim holding cell, he poured out his love so powerfully that all my anger, all my bitterness, were wiped out. I looked down at him and saw that he was shivering, 
You're cold. Let me call the guard and get you a blanket. You must hate me, he said. No, Tim, I don't hate you. And it was true. My hatred was gone, totally dissipated. All I felt was deep compassion and a peace that defied description. I walked out of that cell a different person. I didn't know exactly what had happened to me, but I knew that life would never be the same again. All things new. Many things have happened since that night. Tim was convicted of first-degree murder. He served time in prison, was released, then died of cancer. Mary Jo's body was found and we gave her a proper funeral. Our family began the long journey of recovering and healing. As for me, that amazing revelation of God's presence continues to illuminate my life. I love him more and more each day. He directs my path and I want only to stay close to him. I will never stop praising God and thanking him for his love and mercy. When I was sinking to the depths, he lifted me to the heights. When I discovered my potential for evil, he showed me my potential for good. Truly, whoever is in Christ is a new creation. The old things have passed away. Behold, new things have come. 2 Corinthians 5 verse 17 So wherever you are, you could be distraught, you could be in that tunnel, that tunnel of grief, that tunnel of despair, that tunnel of weight, that words have impacted you. And you being the person you are, not pointing a finger, not saying a word. But there are times that you and I, without saying a word, we keep it within. We begrudge from within. We withhold from within. And perhaps you find yourself in that pit of hell. Because sassy soul sister, for surely you and I have a story to tell where you and I have that journey to hell. How did you get out of that journey? So perhaps you have a story, a story that you have kept within you far too long. When you have cried your sleep, yourself to sleep at night. Where you have echoed, help me Lord, where are you Lord? I can't take it anymore Lord. As this dear lady told her story to Ida May Campbell. Her journey to Holland back where she could not forgive her son-in-law 
for doing such a vengeful act. For sometimes you and I can stoop so low, but words of power and God sees the heart and the actions of man. And perhaps you and I won't always understand their devious deeds, their devious actions, the devious thoughts that they plot and scheme, be it in thought, word or in deed. But that God's presence will illuminate, comfort and protect you and me. where he can meet you at a point of your need, where you can find financial security and comfort in the arms of the one person that can uplift you and me, nourish you and me, feed you and me with his words of life so beautifully you say. So I hope that you have enjoyed another moral story today with me on Super Soulful Sunday. Forget it, it's a Monday.
I've come to the end of Super Soulful Sunday. You know, God is so perfect on his timing. As I'm about to close, I just looked at my WhatsApp messages. And here's another birthday wish to a little bundle of joy to Pastor Didier's daughter, also celebrating a birthday on the 24th. And a happy belated birthday to Pastor Didier himself, whose birthday was on the 20th of April. So to each and every one out of you, forgive me if I have forgotten you, but here is a happy birthday wherever you are to each and every one out there. So I'd like to say thank you to a vibrant sassy soul sister Angela Morris for joining me today for her inspirational word your gifts and your talents are not just for your good so wherever you are near or far I hope that you were inspired today not only by the soul story the power of words and by Angela's inspirational words, but also by the moral story from hell and back. So until next time, until we meet again, same time, same place, you know where to find me. But right here on Into the Garden, thank you for choosing and joining me and tuning into Into the Garden. Thank you for listening to Super Soulful Sunday on a Monday. To each and every one, yes, who has celebrated a birthday. Once again, happy birthday and anniversary. Happy anniversary to you, and may God continue to knit you together as only He can do. And remember, you have a friend right here on Into the Garden. Yes, this is a platform where family, friends, neighbours can share, can tune in. And thank you for sharing the podcast with friends and neighbours on your various social networks and platforms and making Into the Garden your friend. But most of all, thank you for sharing the love. And I'd also like to say... Thank you to Remo Polly from Italy for his shout out. And I'd also like to say thank you to each and every hearer and listener out there who chooses to tune in and to nominate into the garden. Take care. And you are most welcome to meet me at Shasti Cesario on Facebook and on Instagram, into the garden 2021. So from me, a hearty goodbye. 
enjoy the rest of your day and have an awesome week ahead come what may and trust God for what it is that you want need or require that God will meet you at the very point of your need so on this joyous a bit chilly Monday have a superb day a superb evening and pop on over to into the garden feel free to drop me a message wherever you are I know that God cares that God loves that God joins and not divide so look up and thank God and when you and I look down we stomp the head of the enemy to bitter ground so if I don't see you in the week I see you through the window.
Father, we love you, we praise you, we adore you, glorify your name in all the earth. As families we pray tonight. Glorify in our lives and our homes, Master. I pray tonight as Suzanne stands next to me that you will bless your people that you'll anoint your saints and my wife and I agree as one that the power and glory of your spirit will visit every home that our children will serve you grandchildren will serve you and even great-grandchildren will serve you precious Jesus I agree with Suzanne tonight that everyone standing here this night and these watching in their homes will be visited with your glory today people lift your hands lift your voices and believe with us in your homes believe with us visit us with your glory we agree in Jesus name amen this precious girl you see next to me been married now together 22 years almost 23 and I always say the greatest things ever happened to me is when I met the Lord and the second greatest is when I met her and she's been such a strength such a great blessing what a precious holy godly woman you see before you I would not be who I am without her that's a fact and she's been telling me for a long time to get ready for the Lord to do some new things in our ministry and recently she was listening to a beautiful CD by a young man named Terry McKelman I never heard of Terry before that how I wished I had frankly but everything happens with God on time and like I said every new move has a new sound every fresh anointing comes with a fresh sound and I believe God Almighty has raised Terry McCallman to lead us the church 
into a season of worship not only here tonight but I'm talking about the church worldwide his his songs are spreading fire already Terry your songs are affecting my life my home affecting our staff our ministry every staff member has your CDs we gave them each one a CD because we believe that the Lord has anointed you for this fresh move of the Spirit so man of God would you come now and first just say a few words to these precious people and I want you to welcome this anointed servant of the Lord what a sweet spirit you have and you've been sitting there the whole night just getting blessed thank you pastor many years ago he told me he played for me in Colorado I don't remember that but see timing is everything exactly. with God it's a great honor to be invited by you and your ministry um, I have felt a, a like spirit for many many years a kindred anointing inquiring on the presence of God and uh, saints there's just a much greater glory God wants to bring to places like this to where he will change a spiritual atmosphere over an entire region because of 15,000 people who will name Jesus as Lord and worship them in spirit and truth it is that hour this is that time thank you Jesus There is an honored guest in the room tonight. He's the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. We honor you, Lord. For this is the time When true worshipers worship Him These are the days When my Father's ways will be known to men This is the hour when the Spirit's power will move again As we worship in spirit and in truth Listen again, saints of God. This is the word of the Lord tonight. This is the time all over the earth when the true worshipers are going to stand and worship. These are the days when my Father's ways will be known to men. 
Listen closely. You can hear the angels singing. Holy, holy, holy is your name. Worthy, worthy.
this has been ordained from before the foundations of the earth were laid that you would worship showed me a, a brief picture of heaven one time. It was an arena sort of like this, only maybe 20 times larger. The worship setting of heaven. I saw an orchestra numbering more than I could count, playing instruments, some that I recognized, some that I didn't. Perfect tune were their instruments. I saw the choir standing behind them, numbering so many thousands, singing octaves above what we could sing on the earth and below what we could sing on the earth. Beautiful harmonies going forth. I looked up in the balconies and I saw men from every tribe and tongue. Some of them jumping up and down. Some of them waving banners. Some of them kneeling quietly with tears streaming down their face. looked over to the right part of this arena and I saw thousands and thousands, even millions if you can imagine, of little children with white robes and they were dancing. Someone leaned over to me and said, those are all the aborted babies of the earth giving praise to the rescuer, dancing for joy to their rescuer. I saw 24 thrones and in the center of those thrones I saw one more throne coming out of the ground if it, if it was smoke all around it and on that throne was the Lamb of God and all the attention of this great scene turned to center around the Lamb. The sound was magnificent. This song was born out of that. Listen.
lift up the song of the Lord again. You are his worshipers. You are his ministers. You are the one who are the redeemed. He loves your song. He loves your song. the King of glory, worship and praise. The Lion of the tribe of Judah. Why don't you just be seated for a few moments. We're just going to worship a little longer. Honor His presence. Honor His presence. created to be the greatest worship center of the universe.
to know the name of the Lord is a healer name of my Lord is our provider and the righteous run into his name we are
We'll give him glory in this house. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, give the Lord great exaltation. There is only one name. David said, give to the Lord the glory that is due his name. Oh, God, that we would constantly, Lord, every time we meet together, ascribe unto you the glory that is due the, from the earth to the heavenly places. Lord, let it sweep over this nation like many, many waters, Lord. Your glorious worship. May the bowels of the earth cry out the praise of the living God. Set it forth, Lord. Establish it for such a time as this. All glory, all honor, all majesty to the King of Kings. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Amen. If any more happens tonight, I'm going to blow up. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Lift your hands and bless him. Terry, just, if I may just ask you to just sing one song for me. To him that sits on the throne. Please. Lift your hands and bless it. To him who sits on the throne and unto Sing that much again. They're singing it tonight around the throne. And 